a lot of usually a lot of people don't really know the anthems for our our armed forces, but it's a good thing to learn. I learned it in church. We had a um, huge Memorial Day choir performance thing. So, yeah, it's cool. I'm going to make sure that they're ready back there. Okay. All right, today I'm talking about um, warriors of the Bible, and coinciding with um, just Memorial Day and um, and celebrating, giving tribute to our troops. Um, you know, our armed forces are equipped in every way possible to protect our country and its citizens. Um, and the armed forces are basically warriors for us in our country. Um, and it's very interesting to see how far we've come through um, the centuries and the years of development. And just just think about it, like all the um, the new things that have come up since back in the day from the Bible, like our knights in their armor and those clunky iron things to <laughs> to um, having the military with their packs and their life vests there. Yeah. <laughs> and then also from going to swords and spears to having like advanced gun technology and just um, technology with finding things. and So it's amazing. And, um, but I want to focus on the Bible and um, focus on the brave warriors that were in the Bible back in the day. Um, one story, I, I don't know if many people have heard about David's mighty men. And um, it's very interesting to um, just read about them and see how just awesome they were and unafraid and brave they were. Um, out of David's mighty men, I think he had hundreds of men um, behind him before he became uh, king over Israel. Um, but he had three mighty warriors that were really close to him. And um, it talks about it in Second Samuel 23. Let's turn there, starting at verse 8. And if anybody finds it first, go ahead and start reading. Or I'll give you the mic. <laughs> yeah, you want to read it? Keep going to through chap, uh, verse 12. Yeah. Okay. Next in command was Eleazar son of Jordan. <laughs> and um, he was one of the three warriors who overtaken and made the five thousand who had come to fight the battle when the men of Israel were defeated. He pinned down prophetess in 
thank you. So we see here these three guys, they're very macho guys and very strong and, um, and they, they're very brave um, and ready to do anything for David and just to fight against evil. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I would love to be that unafraid and that um, strong to be able to fight against things. I'm not right now, but <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but did you know that we are called to be warriors just like these three mighty men in the Bible? God calls us to be warriors for him and his army. And um, Christ has enlisted us in his army, and he wants us to be equipped for battle. And this is not just any battle. It's a battle for our souls. Um, you know, think about it yourself. How does God equip us? Guys, got it in your head. <laughs> With the Bible. Yes, that's one. The Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, we can see um, it's the chapter about putting on the full armor of God. So let's keep your place in 2 Samuel and let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. verse 10 through 17, and I'll read that for you. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the de de devil's schemes. For our struggles are, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of d this darkness, dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flame, flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And in this passage, you see that God tells us everything that we need to fight against um, spiritual forces of darkness and um, all the obstacles that can come our way in our lifetime. Now, today, I, um, I want to have us take a look at David's mighty warriors and how they, too, um, in essence, according to Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 17, have put on the armor of God in their situation and how we can relate it to our situations now. So keep both of those passages. We'll go back and forth. But let's start with the story of Joseph ba Bathsheba. <laughs> now, um, in his story, he ended up killing 800 men by himself in one battle. Now, I don't know how I would do it. I, I would probably just let them at me. 
It's, it's an overwhelming situation, definitely. 800 men and you're by yourself to fight that, that all off. Um, maybe, I don't know how he got in that situation. Maybe um, everybody got killed and he got left, or I don't know. Maybe it will be revealed to us later on, but one thing that I definitely can see through this story is that God had his hand in that situation, and he was helping him through that situation. Um, this definitely was like a huge wave or a huge boulder that that could be that looks really impossible to anyone, but for God, it's not impossible. And I'm pretty sure that he knew God was on his side, and um, God gave him that that strength for him to be able to win that victory. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, it says, In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I believe that Josheb definitely had a shield of faith on him that day, and he had faith that God will get him through. That gave him the motivation to keep fighting and to keep going through killing 800 guys. You know, there, there will be days in our lives when we feel like we're all alone, but we need to remember that God is bigger than us and we're not alone. Um, one biblical example of this is Job and how he, he had tons of obstacles and was it one day he lost his family, he lost uh, his children, he lost his um, his goats, his just his living, his um, finances back in that day, his property. I mean, everything left and right was going wrong. And I'm sure that's something that an obstacle that if we were probably in his situation back in that day, feel like God has abandoned us. We're all alone. But God, or Job, stuck to the faith, to his faith, knowing that God is there with him and that he just needs to keep believing in God and not let what his friends were telling him or the things that he was seeing right before his face to really affect him and bring him down. Um, you know, another thing I want to talk about is um, my, uh, this, personally, my pregnancy, <laughs> and um, just it, getting pregnant, I don't know, it seems easy on TV, <laughs> but for some people, it's, it's really, it can be a battle just to, um, especially if you have that desire to start a family, um, some people just have a hard time, and I definitely went, me and David definitely went through a hard time um, getting pregnant, and um, we've learned through all of that that, you know, we can't just give up on faith. We need to keep um, having faith in God and not allowing fear to just rule our lives and rule our decisions for things. I know we could have 
taken any other road, but we we decided to just have faith that God's going to do what he's going to do, and um, and now we're going to have a baby. <laughs> so I believe that, you know, through this, through this story that we can just see that um, we can't just let anything get us down. We can't let the bigness of our obstacles scare us away or take away our faith. Um, we need to take up that shield of faith in verse 16, and um, God will bring us to victory in every situation. Um, now with Eleazar, Eleazar, um, his story, he stood against the Philistines after his other fellow soldiers had fled. He fought till he was tired and weary, and it said that he clave unto his sword, like his hand froze to the sword, and the Lord gave him victory that day. You know, God lifted up Eleazar through his willingness to take up his sword and to fight. The same way Eleazar took up his sword, we need to take up our swords, um, which is the word of God, and God will bring us victory. Just like in verse 17 um, of Ephesians chapter 6, it says, uh, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And that's, I think that's a piece of armor that's really, really important that we cannot neglect at all. Um, we need to hold up the sword of the Spirit. Um, without it, we will fall. Now, how, how, do you, how do we do this? How do we take up our swords for, for battle? Um, one way we could get familiar with our Bible, really get into our devotional time, spending more time in the Word, training ourselves to memorize verses, um, in Psalms 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not, might, might not sin against you. And I feel like God really wants us to hide the word in our hearts. Not just having our Bible everywhere, but like really applying his word um, in our minds so we're ready to be able to use that um, one example, one biblical example is um, when Jesus was um, being tempted by Satan. And Jesus, every single time Satan came up to him, he used the word of God. You know, God said this, you know, against Satan. And uh, Satan couldn't do anything to him. And that's how God wants us to be also. And Jesus was that model for us at that time to to really, whenever Satan comes up to us and um, tempts us with things or we're faced with something, we need to use the word of God against that and not just what we can think of on the spot. Uh, another example is uh, uh, my experience with camp. I was a camp leader uh, back, I think it was, the summer of 2005, I was in Alabama, and I had to, I decided to do camp, and it was I think it was two months long, and we would have kids come in and out 
of all different ages, and we had to be um, a big spiritual leader in their lives for that week. And I, they, I really learned that, you know, having getting familiar with our Bible and memorizing verses was really good um, in preparation for those kids, because we had to be able to. Um, fill in their needs at that time that they needed. I mean, we, if we were out in the boat <laughs> and they decided to lay it on me, like all this, all the stuff that they were doing or they were experiencing at home, I didn't have my Bible. My Bible was probably in my room, but I had to be prepared in my heart um, to really guide them through what they were. Um, what they needed to get through at that time. So, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's an example of showing that it's not just believing in God, but continuing to share what God has done for us. And I needed to equip myself with daily reading and memorizing with the um, of the word so I can answer and guide the students, um, they needed they needed someone they felt that they can trust. It wasn't like they could um, just sit down for the sermon at the end of the week or the end of the day and get exactly what they needed because I'm sure that we don't have, well, most of the time the pastor that one day won't answer all your questions that come up throughout the week. So um, I needed to be ready to be able to um, deal, what they were, deal with what they were dealing with at that time. Um, our next story is Shama. And he, his story, he defended a field from the Philistines after the Israelites had fled. Shama stood his ground even though people around him were disappearing, fleeing. Like the Israelite army basically got up and left because the Philistines were coming. And he's like, no, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to fight against them. Um, he was not going to allow the Philistines to scare him away. He knew the truth about them. I feel like he knew the truth about them and he knew that they did not have the power and that God was on his side and that God was going to win the battle for him. And the same manner, I believe that we must stand firm with our belts of truth and um, know that God is bigger than the obstacles in front of us and rely on the truth of God's word to get through what we need to get through. So we're going to skip to verse 14 in Ephesians chapter 6. And it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Um, just that first part. Uh, we see in Shema's story that he, was, he had that belt of truth on him. He knew the truth. And he, that's why he stood there against the Philistines. Uh, we need to be ready for whatever comes our way to deter us or our fellow Christians, brothers and sisters, um, finding truth in God's word, um, 
is something that we need to do every day, every second of the day for anything that we're going through. Um, we write, sometimes we rely so much on the world and on our flesh to give us what we need or to give us the answers um, that we're searching for. Um, and it's hard not to listen to our flesh either because our flesh is a part of us. We can't take it off and just be free from it. So one biblical example is uh, David and Goliath. Now, I love this example because David just sh showed so much faith and truth in, in what he was saying. David knew that Goliath couldn't mess with him because he had God on his side, and God was stronger than Goliath. And let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, and I'll read that for you. Samuel. And it says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into his, our hands. So as... I feel like that's a very powerful speech. And um, and here you could see that David was speaking truth to that situation. He was saying that, you know, Goliath, you're you're coming here to fight us, but this is this is not the the real reason. You're trying to defy God by doing this. And I'm coming against you, but God is going to be the one that's going to hand you over to me. And he spoke truth in that situation, and God gave him victory. Um, God has filled his word with truth for us to find. And we need to hang on to, to that truth so when we come across Goliath-like obstacles, we can go against it and conquer, knowing the truth that is in the word. And using that truth to our advantage and to God's advantage, <laughs> furthering his kingdom. Uh, another person that we have is an honorable mention to the three <laughs> mighty warriors. There are actually two honorable mentions, but I'm going to go with one of them. <laughs> so let's turn to Second Samuel again. <laughs> and... Same chapter, chapter 23. We're going down to verse 20. And does somebody want to read that for me? Second Samuel, chapter 23, verse 20. And it's going through verse 23.
So this guy, he's like a monster. He's <laughs> he took down two um, big Moab warriors. He went on a snowy day into a pit to fight a lion. This, this guy, you don't want to mess with this guy. He's crazy. <laughs> but um, through his story, oh, yes, and also... <laughs> Um, Benaiah is featured again, the same Benaiah that we, f we see here in 2 Samuel. He is featured again, or mentioned again, in 1 Kings. And um, he is under, he's like under the end of David's rule and at the beginning of Solomon's rule. And basically, he's one of the people that helped um, establish Solomon as king. Um, of over Israel or Judah <laughs> um, at that time. And he was tasked, if you read that in First Kings, I think it's chapter 1, but um, you could see that, you know, David tells him to go uh, send his son out, and then also under Solomon, he's asked to go and uh, do tasks for Solomon. And... Um, through, through both of those examples, we see that Benaiah, uh, his feet were ready to go and to do things. He, he didn't wait till the lion came out of the pit to go, f to, go um, to fight with him. He went into the pit himself to fight with the lion. His feet were ready to go. And I believe that through that, um, God wants us to do the same to have our feet ready to go. So in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, it says, And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So God wants us to, to make our feet ready to go, knowing through his word, through the hope that he had get, has given us through his word, we can go out there and make disciples, um, just like he tasked us to do in Matthew 28. Does anybody know the Great Commission by heart? No? Yes? No? <laughs> Let's turn to Matthew 28. <laughs> And does somebody want to read that for us? 28 verse 19 through 20.
Did that mean that you were going to read it? Or? So we see here that God had commanded us, gave us a task to do, or Jesus gave us, a, gave us a task to do before he left, that we need to go make disciples. And so that gives us the, just that extra need that we need to have our feet ready to go. Um, one, one way that we do that is through outreach. You know, we go out and we tell people about God, you know, through, through our church. We go with a group of people to go spread the word. But we need to make it a necessity to have the good news right on the tip of our tongue for any situation, for any time of the day. Because it's not just on outreach that we're going to be bumping into people that need God. Um, and usually, usually when we say outreach, everybody gets a little tense and nervous because going out to find a stranger to tell them about God and you're just not sure how they're going to take it, what they're going to do to you. So just like Beniah, we need, we need to, he was given authority to just go out there and do what he needed to do. And God gave us authority, and get, God gave us the power through his Holy Spirit to go out there and do what we need to do to spread his word out to others. And we do, we do not need to be afraid, especially if we put on the other, um, other pieces of armor of God. We don't need to be afraid of going out there and um, winning people over for Christ. Uh, so, have you considered getting your feet ready to go? Has God called you to go across the world, across the country, or even across your street? Um, we need to we need to just get our minds off of just outreach on a certain day with a certain group of people, but we need to start thinking of outreach and getting our feet fitted to go and spread the word every day, anytime. Um, I know that um, I had been, it was, it was kind of scary, but I had been going to school for a while to um, do, to be a doctor. And I always wanted to do missions and be a missionary doctor and do that. I kind of still have a heart for that in some way, but, but God was calling me for music ministry. And, um, and I, for, for a while, I was kind of not doing what he asked, but uh, <laughs> he, he took over my heart and... Um, and I really like just um, laid down my fears and got my feet ready to go and just do it. 
And um, I believe that's another form of getting your feet ready, too, is to just go and do what God has asked you to do in your life. And, um, and it, was, it was exciting and scary at the same time because basically I was halfway there for my nursing degree. And, and you know, nursing is one of the things like you'll always have a job and you'll make good money and going into music, uh, you don't know what <laughs> you can end up with. So I, I decided one day just to get my feet ready and to go and to get into, I went to community college and started getting ready for my music degree and then ended up being here with all you guys. So, and God can do so much things when you just get yourself ready to just do it and um, not allow yourself to be um, plagued with fear. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> God gave us the good news, and we need to go tell others of that good news and also do what he's asked us to do for our situations. So in conclusion, let's remember that we are God's warriors, and just like the mighty men, we, we need to be ready for battle um, and not just, not just a, a figurative uh, physical battle, thank you, <laughs> but a spiritual battle within our hearts and in our lives. Um, so here's a question to think about. Do you find it hard to put on that armor and walk out in faith every day? Um, a moment for you to think about it. Just think in your life, where do you struggle putting on that armor? Do you struggle getting your feet fitted? Do you struggle with holding up your sword? Do you struggle with holding up your shield of faith? Or putting on your belt of truth? So I'm going to just have um, everyone just find a partner to, to pray with and take this time to just pray over what you feel you've been struggling with um, and putting on your armor for God. So let's take time now. <laughs> 